And welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. And I'm Marilyn Brown. And today we are discussing the role of anger in mindfulness practice. And I think where this came up for me was um, with the most recent mass shooting in Las Vegas. Um, And I was just in trying to reflect on it. I was having a hard time, I guess, just staying mindful about it because it it feels like we've been here now over and over and over again and nothing, there, there never seems to be any mindful conversation or action that comes as a result of these things. So it, it it's hard for me to stay mindful about it because there's just... Every time it happens and there is no mindful discourse or mindful action as a result, I get more and more angry. And the more angry I am about the topic, the harder it is for me to then bring it into a mindful place. So I think that's an important thing because I think a lot of negative emotions or things we label as negative emotions actually help in mindfulness practice but specifically anger and hate seem to be the two that stop mindfulness from happening yeah i I think you're i think you're right those those emotions tend to really get in the way of of us being mindful and just to let you know and to let the um listeners and viewers know i'm having some kind of connection problem so i'm missing little parts of what you're saying, but I think I'm able to kind of get the full story. So, um, but no, I, I, I do. I think that I've, I've been feeling something very similar in this last week and, and, and feeling much less mindful and, and really struggling to have even just kind of mindful thoughts or, or conversations about any of this. And I think that, um, it's hard because we, we have this idea that to be mindful, we, we have to feel, peaceful and anger is a very uncomfortable emotion. You know, it's very action oriented. Anger wants us to, to, to do something. And so we get very frustrated and there's kind of this, this churning and it feels like nothing's happening. And I think the other thing that happens when we have this, the, these intense emotions that we don't know what to do with, and they feel very unproductive and very unmindful is that we end up shutting it off completely. And so we get to this point where once we've we've gotten so angry about it and felt all of that and felt like it's not going anywhere, felt like no change is happening, we end up becoming numb to it because I think that almost is protective in a way. We can't continue to like walk around and feel this this intensity of this emotion. And that's not necessarily, you know, effective, but I think it's the result of of that, of, of continually being bombarded with emotions where, again, there's no, there's no productive way to move through it. And so we're right, just kind right. of cycling the same, the same emotion and it, and it gets more and more difficult. And then at some point we, we tend to just start to shut it off. Um, and that's a hard thing too. I mean, and so I, I think talking about mindfulness and anger is so important because I think a lot of times we just don't even think anger and mindfulness are related. Like we don't think you can be, angry you don't you can we don't think you can even have that emotion and be mindful right yeah and i think it's what 
for me, it's often what's fueling the anger, I guess. Because if it's just passion or something, I'm... Yeah, if it's almost like a positive... It sounds weird, but if it's almost like a positive emotion triggering that anger, it's much easier to be mindful. Um, And I come back to, like, the hate. If it's hate is involved, then it's hard for me to be mindful. And that's really what... With everything that's happening now is kind of where I'm swaying in in between is it's there's there's this consistent anger but sometimes the anger is directed at a, at in a productive way and sometimes my anger is really is it, to be to be frank is really hate based because it's just pe- people are dying they're dying regularly and and just there's nothing no one's doing anything to try to fix the the problem we get stuck in these kind of rhetoric back and forth places that are a distraction and are purposely a distraction and then it just becomes this back and forth while more and more people are are suffering and and dying so on this specific topic it's just it's hard in my own practice because i go back and forth between it being me wanting to be productive and have a, a passion for fixing the problem and that anger leads me to a mindful place but then i'm also dealing with kind of a, a hateful element towards the the groups and the people who are trying to stop what i feel is any potential progress in, in fixing the problem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that's tough because as you were talking, as, as much as I think that I, I can see how that the, those emotions and that those those feelings kind of directed towards the the people who are stopping progress or change. Um, I mean, I think when you when you think about that emotion, for me, the more you kept talking, I kept thinking, well, yeah, but that's still coming from love. It, right. it, it feels very hateful, like thinking about it and kind of directing it and being angry and kind of the, the basis of the thoughts, I'm sure, are not, you know, in a positive space. But I think that's coming from love for people and not wanting people to get to continue to be killed in this way. And so I think a lot of times if we can kind of recognize like that, it's not the directing the emotion, but it's actually coming from a place in you of, of love. Then there may be a way to kind of find something more to do with that versus trying to do something with feeling like it's this hateful. It, right. I don't know if that makes sense. Cause it's just, yeah. really just, as you were talking about it, I kept thinking, well, yeah, but underneath that is love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's also how you use it because, um, uh, I think that the difference between using it in a mindful way and not is that leading with understanding. And Mm -hmm. I see myself specifically when dealing with this kind of going back and forth between seeking understanding to try to fix the problem and judging. So judging the groups that are trying to stop progress instead of instead of trying to understand them so that we can have a a meaningful conversation with people 
who are seeing things from their angle that want to have a, a mindful conversation as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. And so it's, it's kind of going back to finding that way to, that common objective, that common something and being able to listen to the other side. And we can't listen if we're in a space of, of, of hate and of anger and just really kind of, um, absorbed with those emotions it's very very difficult to be able to listen but i think the Mm -hmm. important thing is that that emotion has is is relevant that that anger like a lot of times we want to go directly from anger to mindful action and we really have to like give the anger space and do it in a mindful way i think that's the difficulty is a lot of times we do it in ways that are not effective um a lot of times you know we 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 vent and venting, if it's not done in a way that that's mindful where you're, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think mindful and venting really kind of go together because I think if you're being mindful, mm-hmm. then it's less venting. But but just that that kind of where we we just talk about how angry we are over and over again and kind of we have the same conversations with people who feel the same way we do. And and and, and it, it, it can feel really good to do that. You know, in the short term, it can feel like that's a that's an effective way to manage the emotion is to talk about it. But I think a lot of times what we end up doing is just recycling that emotion and not actually moving through it. Um, and so it's still there and, it, and and we haven't really found anything to do with it. And so it can be really hard to be mindful when that's when we're carrying that around. Um, and so I think finding some way, whether it's, you know, journaling about it or having or doing some sort of creative writing about something where you're able to kind of move that emotion through you or, or, or just sitting with it, just, you know, sometimes in meditation, what comes up for me is really, really intense anger. And that's an emotion that's really hard for me to feel and to just allow myself to feel and to even feel like is 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 valid and has space. I've, I've always kind of thought, you know, that was a bad emotion. And so I would try to push it away and and, and not have it real and sit with that emotion. And um, it's, I kind of recognize I practice it the more I have I have the tools to use it and 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 it's it's much more effective being able to do that and that's where I can get to that point of coming up with something that's more action oriented um and that's more mindful but I have to feel that emotion and so I think we want to skip that especially with anger because I think we're afraid to let ourselves feel anger Mm -hmm. yeah I think too a problem I see is a lot of I think it's just natural when you were talking about venting that we vent the the surface level of the emotions over and over again. And a yeah. lot of times anger, hate, all these all these negative things that we, we call negative emotions are really just the surface emotion and what's under it is fear. Um and specifically in I I think a lot of the, the political topics we talk about when we talk about the, I guess, I mean, both me and you both lead pretty progressive, but uh, yeah, I think when we talk about people who have different viewpoints as us, uh, I often see in a lot of the viewpoints that the bottom is the way they, f- why they feel the way they do is because of fear in some way. And if we're talking about gun violence in in general i see that a lot in the 
counter to um, gun control is yeah. it seems like a lot of those points are based on a, a fear that uh, I think it's based on a lot of different kinds of fear, but then the the anger and all these other things that we see in the political discourse of it are emotions that are being caused by the fear. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's such an important point that you make that beneath a lot of those very intense um, emotions we're having with anger, especially in is, is fear. And, and that's that connection point. That's where both or all sides, that's where there are no sides, you know, that's mm-hmm. where we can kind of have that common ground. These weapons to protect ourselves is how we stay safe. And for other right. people, you've been taught that having them around is not safe and it's not safe to have, you know, these, these, these weapons around and that they're, they, they make us unsafe. And so recognizing that I, both of those are, are underneath that sphere, I think is so important. And the difficulty is that when we, and when we see that connecting factor, it's a lot more work that has to be done for us individually, I think. Um, afraid, I'm afraid. So how, how do we move forward? There, that, there's a lot more that ends up needing to happen mm-hmm. and need to do with how we're, how we're talking about it to people, how we're communicating. We, we, we have to do a lot more work when we're mindful. And so I think it's a lot harder to do that. And it, 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 it can feel very overwhelming. And so a lot of times we kind of pull away from that piece because I think when we see that common ground and it's like, okay, well, it's not just you need to change, but I also need to find a way to change. And even if that's just changing in how I'm communicated and talking, communicating and talking to you about it, that's still a, a change that can be challenging. Right. right. Yeah. And I think too, with anger and, fear and and hate or any kind of negative emotion the way we at least the way i classify i i guess the difference between positive and negative emotions are positive emotions are things that open you up to to yourself and others where negative emotions are things that close you down to yourself and others Mm -hmm. and it is a lot more challenging to be mindful because specifically when you're dealing with people who are expressing or feeling fear, hate, anger, any of these negative emotions, they're closed down. So it takes a lot more work. You have to get past those emotions that they're feeling in order to open them up. And sometimes you can't open them up. And it's the same for yourself. If you're feeling a lot of fear or these negative anger, these negative emotions, it, it takes a lot more work to to open yourself up in a, in a mindful way because the natural instinct is to, to close down and retreat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're really, you're, you're spot on with that. And I, I, I can really recognize that, that in myself and I don't, um, You know, I think that I've made progress in that space of being able to open myself up when I am feeling a difficult emotion, when I'm feeling angry, but it's, it's still, I still will feel very shut down, but I'm at least able to put words to it and to like identify that that's what's happening. And so it, for me, years of working on this has been just getting myself to the point where I'm able to say, 
I'm in a really shitty mood right now. I'm not feeling it right now. I'm very shut down. I am shut down right now. Actually being able to say that. And that's, that's, that's progress right now. That that's a lot of work. And, and so it really, that is one of the most difficult things to do, I think is to be open when we're in pain, when we're angry, when we're scared, because that is the most kind of vulnerable time to do it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that, that that's important and just an important thing to kind of recognize for anybody when we're having these conversations is being able to identify that in ourselves and recognize how, how, how hard it is to do that and the, to be able to extend that empathy to the other person, even if we completely degree, disagree with everything that they're saying and their views on everything, we can, all, we can also recognize how difficult it is to be vulnerable in those situations. Right. Yeah. And I think too, hmm, I'm trying to, to formulate this thought for, for me, I think that I often, when I get lost in a, a negative emotion and specifically when I'm interacting with someone and if they're mindful, um, a lot of times in the moment, I'm not capable of being mindful, but later on, once that emotion starts to to subside, I'm able to actually process what they told me because they were being mindful and it changes me later. Yeah. So I, I think there's every yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. Everyone's at a different point in the journey. And yes, the, the goal, I guess, is to be as mindful as we can in as many moments as we can. But I think a big part of that is also not beating yourself up about it if you're in a situation where you're just not able where you're at to be mindful. And that's also not an excuse to not be mindful, but I think it's just an acknowledgement and a, a way to to move on to the next moment. Because if someone yeah. was being mindful and they said something and I was too angry and couldn't listen to it, if I stuck to that, I would never change, but even the ability for me to say, I'm going to move on from this and see what they said in a different way later and have it affect me in, in a more mindful way, um, that's a, a step forward in, in being able to then in a, in a situation where you're not being mindful to be able to redirect that emotion quicker and i like using that word i i use that word a lot in the redirect in my mindfulness practice because i think a lot of people you were talking about earlier about in the beginning people wanting to push things aside and not wanting to feel things or wanting to control it and i think there's aspects of all of that really in mindfulness practice but for me the the term redirect is how i've always thought of it because i'm not trying to necessarily run from any of the emotions or or hide i just allow myself to feel it and then depending on how what that emotion is in the moment i try to learn how to redirect it to the next moment as i'm moving um yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, I I like that term redirect. And I think that's a much more loving and kind of compassionate 
way to even even think about that process. So it's it's a more accepting way. It's not what you were saying about um, just that 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 anger and 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 being able to kind of um, you know do anything with that. I think that 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 that's really a challenge. And there's so much vulnerability that that needs to happen when we are allowing ourselves to feel difficult emotions. Um, and when you were saying that, that if there's somebody there that's mindful, that can, that can give you an opportunity to manage the situation differently later or, or process it differently later in a way that's mm-hmm. going to actually be effective for you. And I really like that. And I think I've seen that happen um, in the moment as well. I've seen that happen when I, when I really surround myself with people who I think are, are intentionally working to be mindful and able to um, have those moments where I can say, hold on, I wasn't very mindful right there and actually be mindful in the moment and redirect it intentionally. And that's really such a gift when that happens. And when you're able to like in the moment, if there's somebody there that, that can have that accepting and yet mindful response to you, then it can, it can really allow you to actually go that next step of saying, okay, I'm going to do this work of being vulnerable in the moment and saying, you know what, actually that was not, I, I was wrong or I didn't mean to do that or, or whatever the thing is and to be able to move forward in that next mindful response. So I really, I think that, that that's so important that if we have support around us that that's mindful, it really can help us to, to, to manage those emotions in a way that's more effective and, and helps us to, I think, move further along in that goal of catching ourselves more, more quickly or not even catching, but just being able to kind of in the moment be mindful. Yeah. I think to the other, the other point, the other side of that is that mindfulness often leads people to be uh, let me rephrase. If if you're in a if if you're in a if you're in discourse with someone, and one person's being mindful and one person's being angry, and I think I think this goes both ways. Um, you often can fuel the other one's uh, emotions. So I often find that when I'm being mindful and trying to. I think it has to do with mindfulness from an outside perspective, often seeming like a, a, a calm state of being. Yeah. Um, if I'm engaged with someone who's very angry, uh, I often find that my mindfulness makes them more angry. Um, and I, and I see that in myself at times too, when I'm struggling to stay mindful and someone's being much more mindful than me, the fact that I'm not being mindful uh, and can't seem to get there in this moment often fuels uh, a level of anger. And I'm not sure if people who don't practice or don't have the, the, uh, the, the conscious awareness of mindfulness practice, if that's how they're feeling subconsciously that they kind of yearn for that calmness subconsciously and that's what's fueling it but i think it's also important for myself to remember that that is often going to be the case when dealing with people that just because i'm mindful doesn't mean that i'm going to be able to subdue someone else's anger and 
that it's very likely that it could make it worse. So I think right. just that, and I, I don't know why, what, I don't know what to say about that beyond, I think it's an important thing to be aware of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important to be aware of the the other side that, that me being mindful doesn't mean that their anger won't influence me, that I won't get influenced by this interaction. I think that a lot of times, um, you know, when, when we're trying to be mindful, there's kind of this, this, this idea that it's like this feeling that it's like impenetrable and, and we can really be influenced and maybe leave an interaction and not even realize it until after the fact that we were actually <laughs> pushed into an emotion that, that, that didn't feel comfortable and was, was more angry, more, more unproductive, less mindful. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really important thing to, to be aware of for sure. And I think, I mean, every situation is different, but I think because negative emotions are, um, I don't want to say, it's what we were talking about before, because staying mindful is, is a harder practice. It's, it's, it's much more natural for humans to kind of slip into an emotional place as opposed to a mindful place that in a lot in a lot of interactions, it's easier for you to slip into the angry place when you're dealing with someone of anger than it is for them to slip into a mindful place to where you're at. So I think that's, and I mean, there's, there's situations that I think are exceptions to that, but I think in, in general, that's been my experience with mindfulness. Yeah, Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think you're right. So I have a question because I kind of want to shift gears and, and still talk about, about mindfulness, but, but thinking about anger and just what do you, I have, what do you think, do you feel like there's a purpose for anger? Um, what do you I think? Mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I clearly think there is a purpose because if there wasn't, I, I don't think we would feel that emotion. Um, Yeah, and I think I I think anger tends to be um a, a heightened emotion in comparison to a lot of other emotions. So I think it is a very effective way of releasing um a lot of emotional energy, a lot of built up emotional energy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think in that it's often productive um i think where the struggle is is it's like anything else it's a tool and i think it's often used um more often than not uh to negative to negatively affect others and ourselves Mm -hmm. um and i'm not really sure yeah i don't really know how i use that emotion as a tool for positive change, because at least in my own, in my own being, in my own practice, uh, when I feel that emotion, I tend to redirect it to something that I personally feel is a more productive emotion, um, right. which then I become biased because I have that capability in for the most part. Um, and a lot of people don't, and that's not even really a, a testament to, 
my mindfulness practice because I've always kind of naturally been a person who can do that. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have a, uh, a reference for, uh, before and after if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, that makes a lot of sense. And I can, I can definitely relate. I think that for me, anger and, 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 and changing that into something that feels less heightened. I like the way you described it as a heightened emotion. I think it's just definitely a heightened emotion, similar to fear, right? Fear is a heightened emotion. Um, and so I think for me, it's never really been challenging. I think that's kind of a, a just temperament. You know, some of mm-hmm. us are, are just pretty calm, just different energy, you know, and I think that, that, that that's just something that really has, has not been a challenge for me, but I do think that anger in and of itself, I think that there is a, a pretty um, important purpose for that emotion. And I think that a lot of times because it's such a heightened emotion, we want to find a way to kind of diminish the intensity of it. But I think that you know, in certain circumstances, it's really important, similar to the way fear is. And I think in our, mm-hmm. our, our culture, the way we've been conditioned, we overuse it. You know, we, we over, we over identify with it and we overuse it similar to fear. But I do think that, that it's one of those kind of primal emotions that's built in to let us know if boundaries are being violated. Um, if right. something, right. if something wrong is happening, if we don't feel that anger, if we don't feel that, then a lot of times we may not really know. And, and anger that 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 heightened emotion, that heightened intensity of it, I think is 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 it, it's it's trying to get us to do something, and so it is an, a very action oriented emotion. And I think because we, you know, have over connected to it, over overused it for so long, it, it a lot of things that we we don't realize that it's kind of trying to push us into some sort of action and and into to doing something about it. Um, and so for me. I realize when, you know, um, when there's something that continually comes up that I feel a very intense and kind of deep anger, frustration with, now I've kind of trained myself to kind of look deeper and and try to figure out, is there something that I want to do with that? Is there some sort of conversation I want to have? Is there, is there some sort of action that I want to take? And I think that again, that's the hard thing is that, that sometimes it means that I have to do things that make me uncomfortable, like have conversations about, um, difficult topics with people that I don't want to have, you know, and things like that. But at the same time, I feel much more effective in utilizing that emotion rather than just kind of trying to minimize it to something that feels more palatable and then moving on. It's like, okay, well, if something is really, really making me angry and I'm not able to kind of let that go. And every time I go back to it, it's like that. I really feel it. It's like, there's probably a reason for this. And I may have some space of doing something about it that I just haven't really recognized and haven't become aware of yet. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I'm thinking about uh, my acting technique and just acting in 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 general Mm -hmm. and as an actor i mean you you can't really play anger um it just and i mean i'm sure people can debate me on this but in my experience i can kind of always tell when an actor is trying to play angry um because it just it doesn't read as authentic and i think part of that and i can't i can't play 
angry. It just it always feels kind of empty as an emotional state because I think anger is one of those um, an umbrella emotions that something is always underneath. Yeah. So I to be able to play that as an actor, I have to find out what's causing the the anger where the the fear that's that's behind it or what it is the hate or whatever and then that can ground me in being able to go to a place that is seen as angry but it's never really about the the anger it's about those things that are underneath and i think that i mean as an actor you're diving into uh a character on a, on a much deeper psychological level than I think most people dive in to themselves. And I, and I mean, that's true for me. I've, I've psychoanalyzed characters much more than I've ever tried to psychoanalyze myself. And I think a, a part of that is the, the distance from it. It's just easier to, to see it. But I, I think it's interesting in, in talking about like the purpose of anger and just in my own, I guess artistic profession. Uh, I I don't like I can't. It's not a th- a thing that that works in my in in my analysis as a way to feel and, and express emotions. It's never really the the anger. So I, I'm now guessing if uh, I'm I'm wondering if anger is actually never the emotion. It's just how people perceive the emotion. Mm-hmm. And because of that, right. we've started labeling things because we can try to perceive, oh, I acted this way and that's what it's going to seem from the outside. So I was feeling angry. But is anger ever really the the root emotion being felt? Or right. is it right. always the bigger fear, hate, fear. something? And I even with hate, I think hate, I hate is that. very much fear. I think it's just like fear and love are the two you feel. And then there's all these different kind of shooting off points with how you express those two emotions. But I mean, are there really, is there really another emotion in the category of fear and, and love? And I mean, sure there's, there's, there's gray areas and places Mm -hmm. where it kind of meshes a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I mean, those seem to be the, the two parallels underneath everything else we feel. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're right. And, 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 and just thinking about, I was, I was trying to think of like any instance where there's something other than fear underneath anger, but I really, I, I, I can't think of anything. And so I think like even just asking, you know, I'm thinking now when I, when I feel anger about something, when I identify this, this feeling and it, it it's a very, again, it's a very like, heightened emotion. It's very physical for me. I start to feel hot. Like there, there's a lot of things that let me know that I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Um, but really being able to ask myself in that moment, what am I afraid of? Right. You know, is like, Whoa, like that's like mind blowing for me right now. Like I'm excited to like feel some anger so that I can like ask that question in the moment, because I think that's where we can start to get to like what to do with it. Um, and, and, and how to actually manage it in a way that's really effective. Um, and I think very much anger is very much a, uh, the reason I struggle with 
the idea that it could be mindful is that it's a very judgmental emotion Mm -hmm. um, in that. And this goes back to a lot of what we were talking about with it being something that closes you down and, and stuff. But when you think about you're angry at something, you've made a judgment on something else on yourself um, and are reacting based on that judgment of what it is. And that judgment is in, in my experience, very often not the reality. And I mean, to, t- to take it back to the, the, the shooting or anything like that. Like if I'm feeling angry, it's because I'm thinking, Oh, there are these terrible people who are trying to stop any kind of efforts to fix this problem and they're terrible people and I'm angry at them. And that's kind of the, I mean, that's an oversimplification of it, but that's kind of where uh, I live, where as soon as a, a mindful perspective comes into it, it becomes less about judging them as bad people and trying to understand, well, what's the fear that's causing them to, try to stop these measures or try to stop anything from productive from happening. And Mm -hmm. how do we fix that? And I mean, there's different, that's not, I'm not saying also that that's what everyone is experiencing is trying to stop it because there's clearly other motives that go into it, whether it be financial or political or whatever it is. But even, even I think those at, at the root are still, still fear, fear of losing power or not having influence or whatever that, that fear is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, it's interesting because in the acting technique I use, what you look for in each character is a base human emotion. Um, and that is either something they fear that has shaped their worldview or something they need that has shaped their worldview. So it's, it's, uh, I see, I, because I analyze my characters in that way, I often analyze people I'm interacting with in that way. When I'm trying to be mindful, I try to look for what is that fear or what is the need underneath what, what they're saying and what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think that, that's a lot of what I do as a therapist, you know, is, is kind of initially connecting to that. What is, what is this person's, you know, innate desire? What is their fear? Where's that kind of connecting emotion, you know, regardless of their behaviors. Right. Um, and I mm-hmm. think you're right that, that, that anger is driven by judgment. You know, it's our judgment that something is wrong or some sort, something is being violated. And so, when we decide that, then we're already kind of not being mindful. You know, once we've decided from our own perspective, something is, is, is wrong or is, or is a violent, then we're, we're, we're out of that mindful space. And I think that not saying that there's not things where that isn't appropriate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that there is never a space to not be mindful and to just be recognized this is wrong and I'm not okay with that. Right. But just recognizing that when we are trying to be in a mindful place and have a conversation about something and connect that we have to find a way to to let go of those judgments in order to to have any kind of 
to have any kind of movement and make any kind of progress. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, we, we've made this clarification before, but I, I think it's always important to make is that there is a big difference between being mindful and leading with understanding and um, condoning and accepting behavior that causes suffering. Uh, and I think that's a, a important distinction to make. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually think what I've seen in my own life and, and, and in the lives of other people that I've worked with, that actually being mindful and working on being aware, we tend to be less accepting of things that are not that are violations of boundaries because that awareness, a lot of times when we're, when we're not aware, we don't even realize what's right, happening. Right. We don't even realize how things are affecting us. And so when we become mindful, a lot of times you, you get much more careful with your boundaries and much more protective of that because of that awareness. Yeah. And I think too, we haven't talked about mindful activism in a while, but I, mm-hmm. for me, mindful activism is using mindfulness to find the most productive and useful solutions. And I mean, bringing, bringing it back to the, the gun violence debate, I think, I mean, clearly I support gun control measures. And I mean, in an ideal world, um, I would love to see no guns in, in our country, period. And I mean, that's that's a completely different debate. I'm not saying that the government should go do that right now. That's just, that's my personal, what I would love to see happen. But I think when engaging with people who are very pro-gun, um, what I try to look for is, yeah, that fear. And I think a lot of it comes from the same fears that I feel about there being guns, is that mm-hmm. they feel that without these guns, they're vulnerable and that... Um, there's there's this mentality of like the good guys need guns to protect themselves from the bad guys and there is a lot of mistrust of the government and and well if they take restrict our guns that means that they have more control over us and wh- where's the, the next steps to it and really that's all fear and the same it's really the same fear i'm feeling on the opposite side of the gun violence that is happening. Um, so it's just what's, I think how we express that fear and our worldview on that fear that is different, but because I'm able to acknowledge that people who think differently on this topic are coming from a, a genuine place a lot of times, sometimes they're not. So there's people on all sides that don't come from a general, a genuine place. But right now, I'm just talking about people who are. Uh, right. I am often able to have more mindful conversations with people. And yeah, I'm not going to change their whole worldview. But there are little compromises in the conversations that happen over time. Because not because I've said oh, you fear too, so your position's acceptable. It's because I say, I understand where you're coming from. Let's talk about this and and try to see what happens so we can come up with the most productive ideas. And I think in that is where 
the most the most productivity comes from because of course i mean we've seen it through through history being angry and and violent in these things can create change but is it the most positive change um and what are the the negative consequences of change that are that's created that way i think that's the 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 conversations that that the deeper conversations to be had around the topic Right, right. And I think is it is it actually creating real change or is it creating an illusion of change? Right. Which I think is important to kind of look at when when we when it happens in this way, is it really is it really real change that's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other I mean, now we're kind of going off topic, but I think it's the I mean, it goes back to the the presidential election between I think the the primary with with Bernie and, and Hillary and kind of these two um, ideologies of this incremental change from the the top down versus Bernie, which was very much no, you have to change everything at the root and then that fixes everything up. And I think those are kind of the two main. Now, I feel like I backed myself in a corner now because I don't want to say that one's mindful and one's not. But mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, normally going for the root has a stronger um, effect on change, but can take longer. So well, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it can take longer, but I think it's also more uncomfortable, usually. Right. Like if you're going to mm-hmm. dig in the roots, like getting a root canal versus like getting a filling, you know, it's like, if you're going after the root, like it, it, it probably will take longer. And it's also probably going to be very, very difficult to go through and a very kind of difficult process. And I think a lot of times for people, that's what, what pulls, what, what, what creates that resistance to that kind of change, especially like Mm -hmm. in government, you know, I think that people can be on the on the on the same page of recognizing that change needs to happen and these things need to happen and kind of have the same base interests and and needs but but that recognition that like going about it and going after the root is going to be a lot more destabilizing and and be very uncomfortable for a lot of people I think causes people to kind of pull back yeah. from that for sure and I think that's the tie in the way humans process time um, because I think and I don't know if this is ego or if it's just the way we having short life cycles uh how we we process information but i think yeah it's a lot more painful but when you go for the root you fix the problem as opposed to the idea that we kind of band-aid everything um but nothing gets cured is yeah that might fix an issue in in the present time but it hasn't cured it so then right. you're always vulnerable, you're leaving yourself always vulnerable to that Band-Aid being ripped off and that wound becoming even worse. Um, yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing, I think, a lot now um, with, uh, I mean, everything. Everything. <laughs> everything yeah. with, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So we did, we did go off a little bit, but I wanted to, but I think it was still relevant, but I want to bring it back to emotions because I have a quote that I thought was uh, relevant to our talk. Um, so it says we waste. So this is from Mark Nepo and it's in the book of awakening, um, having the life you want by being present to the life you have. So he says, we waste so much energy trying to cover up who we are 
when beneath every attitude is the want to be loved, and beneath every anger is a wound to be healed, and beneath every sadness is the fear that, the, that there will not be enough time. I think that's a very good summation of everything we've talked about. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, he hit on, you know, love, fear, you know, and that, 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 that wound. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the important thing too, that I think is that that's the hard part for us to look at for ourselves is like, how am I wounded by this? How am I like, what, how has this, what's my wound that needs to be healed? Yeah. And I think too, also the, the time pressure is very real and is is an element that really makes it all much harder um, because there is this sense that there isn't enough time or that it's not going to happen fast enough. And that's all things that stop the mindfulness process from happening um, because we're, we get concerned about that instead of actually taking the time that we need to really listen to ourselves and, and explore and, and understand. So I think, yeah, I think that's a, that's an important thing to bring up that we didn't really touch on yet. For sure. Well, I feel like we're, we're in a good spot to end there. And, and I think my question for homework for people um, is Just that, that that question that I have for myself, recognizing if you're feeling fear, if you identify that emotion in yourself, can you ask yourself at any point in this week, what am I afraid of? So that's yeah, I my, love that. Yeah. And I'm excited to do that. So now I'm just looking for something to like make me angry. I'll just go turn on the news and I'm sure I can find <laughs> plenty. So. Right, yeah. Oh, awesome. And I, yeah, I think I'm going to actually... Well, I mean, I always participate, but uh, in the homework, but I think I'm going to actually uh, post about it uh, this time, too, because I think that's, uh, yeah, it's something I need to do as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, we will see everybody uh, next week and join us on the Facebook group is Mindfulness in Action Civil Discourse, and you can complete the homework assignment. Yay. All right. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.